Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. Hi Lauren, I'm Charles. Hi, this is the second Backtrack series, which I'm so excited to do movies before the 90s. So we did Rebel Without a Cause already, which was, yeah, that was cool. It was 55. A lot of people like listen to it more than I thought. So that's cool. Hopefully if you haven't seen that or listened to it, go check it out. But now we're talking Taxi Driver from 1976. Only the animals come out at night. (laughs) literally like (laughs) this is scorsese's like you know foray into like the world of like legendary cinema Mm -hmm. um he had mean streets and i think he had another feature film before mean streets but i I think he had also done alice doesn't live here anymore which has ellen burston in it yeah Um, that's before mean streets right i i think it might have been after but i think that was the movie that she won her oscar for oh wow so he was on the radar yes yes okay okay so he wasn't like completely unknown but this like kind of changed everything right yeah absolutely god i mean this film is it's on netflix right now it's readily available so don't worry about like trying to find it or anything it's readily available it's if you're at all a movie fan or a movie buff like you know all of us are that listen to this um and talk about these if you haven't seen this like go watch it immediately yeah. <laughs> like pause this and then go watch it and then come back because it's i mean it's, like definitely worth it it's probably not a bad idea just go ahead and buy the d- dvd because even if you don't like it the first time then you should that means you should probably watch it like two or three three more times you know? <laughs> at least so, right like, like yeah. at least um this film was written by paul schrader and then directed by scorsese premiered february 8th 1976 so yeah i mean what is your what's your like first impression when did you first see um, this? i mean i think like a, like a lot of these movies i sort of knew about it more just in um like seeing parts of it spoofed either on the simpsons or on like saturday oh. night, night live yeah you know, just because there are like so many iconic scenes that you know people like you know will like you know like uh spoof or try to like duplicate or you know or you would like know s- 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 someone in school who would be like hey jim can i borrow a pen and he'd, he'd just be like you talking to me mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> Yeah, who else would I be talking to? Like, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, heathen. <laughs> you don't know Taxi Driver. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I, th- I think I specifically remember wanting to see this movie because, like, my b- brother and I used to go on walks when we walk the dog, and I like usually ask him about movies. Oh, like, cool! Just like when I was like fourteen or fifteen, I was around starting like kind of starting to get into like movie you know, cinematic history. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I, I'd just be like, have you ever seen Taxi Driver? And he's like, oh, Charles, it's like the, it's like one of the 10 greatest movies ever made. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so did you um, rent it then? Like when you were like f- 15? I, I did. And um, I didn't, I I liked it, but um, there's just a lot of stuff that at the time that went over my, my head. And then I watched mm-hmm. it again, maybe like, um, like within the last like 10 years, I just like loved it. So, oh, I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I also like was well aware of this film before I saw it, but I just, yeah, I hadn't seen it. I don't think I ever rented it. The first time I saw it was I was in a film class in school when I was like in college and I was like 20, like 19 Ooh. or 20. And this was one of the films that we had to watch oh, and, cool. and write and discuss in class. So it was really cool. And 
I remember being like, wow, this is the movie that like every guy, like back when I was in school, like guys did have the Tyler Durden poster, the fight club poster, but they also (laughs) had taxi driver. Like we were still like old enough where that was still like a pretty big movie. Cause it just come out. Well, it'd been like 20 years, 25 years, maybe. Yeah. So it was still like kind of sort of in people's minds and everything. So I saw it and I was like, whoa, cool. But I hadn't seen it since because I knew all the scenes. I know the like, are you talking to me? Like, yeah, you know, I know all the like big scenes, but I didn't remember like the story. I'm sure a lot went over my head when I saw it. And I was so concentrating on like having things to speak about in class. And it was just different. I wasn't watching it for fun. So this Mm -hmm. is the time that I like watched it for fun again. And I was like, literally, I think like 15 minutes in, I was just like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah. And I can see how many directors were inspired by just this film alone. I mean, I didn't realize I, I, I feel really dumb for not knowing like, this is like fucking Fincher. Like this is like Tarantino. Like you can, you can see like where, especially Fincher in that like noir kind of like, you know, rain, like this is very seven. This is like, you can see like, and fight club, like the Mm. kind of, you know, the backstory is very like, you know, male disgruntled with society, very much like fight club, like, and all the authors who write books about this kind of guy. I mean, this is like, yeah, it's cool. So I was like, wow, they've really been taking like cinematography and Michael Chapman is a cinematographer, like euphoria, even like the way some things in euphoria are filmed. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's like taxi driver. Like it's, this is like kind of the foundation of like the new cinema, you know, it's, it's very cool. The, uh, the sort of the, uh, it's um the uh plight of like the lonely white man you know mm-hmm. who just <laughs> yeah, totally. you know who just kind of like you know who just kind of like bums around from place to place and just kind of like tries to interact with 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 the world and the world's like no fuck off <laughs> <laughs> the world's like fuck you stay over there yeah <laughs> in this case a veteran yeah um yeah which is adds another layer of this being in 1976 uh, adds another layer of like you know uh what do you call it like a current standing because mm-hmm. this was kind of like a a thing like you know having veterans back from vietnam like this was actually a thing and new york was very much like this i heard i read that there was an actual garbage strike during the time so the grittiness of the city is actually real yeah like it was well, kind of dirty and stuff well, I think this, I don't know when exactly, but wasn't this around the time of the subway v- vigilante in New York? Uh, is that um, Summer of Sam, that guy? I don't, um, I, don't, I don't know if it was... Oh, oh that's right, Sam, the subway but, vigilante. Yeah, you're right. Oh. It, it, it was oh, a guy who I think, um, who I, th- I think got into a fight with like four young black men and ended up sh- shooting all of them, but they all lived. Yeah, and, this is, that was yes. 1984. Okay, okay. So that okay. was a little bit later. Wait, okay, I'm going to look at okay. Summer of Sam because I'm pretty sure that was in the 70s. This was close, I think. Yeah, right. this was 77 is when those happened. But I think okay. around the 70s in New York in general, it went through like a um like a very rough time like economically and it became very like dangerous and I think like there wasn't a lot of industry in New York anymore and they're just like you know, I think it just kind of had a lot of problems, had a lot of crime problems. This show also, or this movie also reminds me a lot of that, uh, that show, the deuce that was on HBO. Oh. That was about like 
um, like the adult film and like sex work industry of New York in like Times Square called the Deuce. Like that's the area. It's like kind of sort of around where Travis Bickle uh, drives his taxi, like all the theaters and Maggie Gyllenhaal plays a sex worker who ends up starting in the world of like adult film. It was like the birth of like pornography Oh, like, wow. on film. That's what the show's about. And okay. it's like four seasons. It's on HBO. It's really good. It it's very much shot in this style too, because it's in that kind of like seedy, like porn underbelly. But it's really cool. They're like different characters and things. Uh James Franco's also in it, but whatever. Um, and yeah, it's cool. It's also done by the guy who did The Wire. Is it like oh, David okay. Simon and I forgot the other guy? There are two guys who do the wire who like create the wire but they did it it's, it's actually a cool story but that reminds me of this too i was just like wow this is american psycho also reminds me of this yeah um just um, the way that patrick bateman's you know sanity kind of starts to slip very much like travis it, it it's weird when i was watching i i kept i kept sort of thinking about like you know the m- movie J- joker like yeah with, uh, mm-hmm. joaquin Fe- phoenix and robert um, de niro cleverly yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's like, true like it I, I, like um like i mean i guess if you want to you could look at this as like you know the um you know the like foundation story for like for like some obscure batman villain like i mean like a very um, like incel um you know reddit thread uh, very yeah. much like the riddler that they had in this year's batman yeah like this is um, he's kind of that prototype too. Um and um I just kept thinking as I was watching this, you know, Travis Bickle, if he were like alive now, he would be killing it on TikTok. Like oh, he's so <laughs> I mean, there are some guys who model themselves after this kind of persona who are probably like totally killing it on TikTok, like for yeah. sure. Um I just have to say that like I feel like this this film is partly responsible for like the attraction to like very toxic men. Um, I have to say that in all these films that we mentioned about like this kind of like toxic man. And I mean, I hate to wait and make that like, you know, generalization, not toxic, but very like disturbed and kind of like unbalanced, I guess you should say mm-hmm. they're always in Hollywood attached to like attractive men, which yeah. innately kind of like, I mean, it's no wonder that a lot of people are attracted to people who are like kind of on the other side of the law or not the other side of the law, but like, you know, kind of like there's something, an edge about them. That's why some people like them. And they kind of like, like even in this and in American psycho, they make him attractive. Like Christian Bale is like the perfect looking man, even in, in fight club, Brad Pitt is like, uh, they're always the extension of like the perfect man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it kind of seems like in this, he just like, I mean, I just have to say, like, in De Niro's just amazing, like, in general. Like, mm-hmm. I, he doesn't even have to do anything, and he doesn't really. Um, and it's still good. I feel like he doesn't need any direction. He's like the Johnny Depp-Tim Burton relationship with him and Scorsese. Yeah. Where they, I think they have, like, an unspoken thing where they can just work together, and they probably understand what they need from each other. I think he's the same way with Leo now, Scorsese. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, and he's, like, working with Leo a lot, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, it's just, and I feel like the same way with like, I'm trying to think of Tarantino's, I think would be Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. I feel like he writes for him better than anyone. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I think he has things like in his mind for him. Like he kind of knows and writes like what he would say. Well, I've heard him say that like, um, Samuel L. Jackson, like says the dialogue that he writes exactly how he wants it to, to sound on the page. So (laughs) it's just like, 
well, that's a good gig. <laughs> yeah, I've I've also heard that with uh, Frances McDormand and the Coens. Oh, okay. That yeah. I think she like like they they said the way that like it's written out like she knows how to read the script like the way that they want it said in that voice. Thanks for listening to the Fashion Grunge podcast. To hear the rest of this episode, go check out our Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash/FashionGrunge, and we have ninety episodes up there, including complete series recaps of Freaks and Geeks, My So-Called Life, tons of movies, and just a ton more content. So go check it out. As always, rate, like, subscribe. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And thanks. Bye.